This is Tyler Moore from themoretruth.com. Thank you for listening to this testimony. I hope and pray that it will be a blessing for you in your day. I hope your heart draws closer to Jesus Christ after listening to a member of the body of Christ share their story. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I pray that your heart will soften to want to have a relationship with him. If you do have a relationship with him, I pray that your heart will be strengthened by hearing the testimony of another brother or sister in Christ. I pray that you may relate with their journey. May God bless you. Please enjoy. Good morning. It's uh, Saturday, February 11th. I'm with uh, Larry Wright, a co-worker and a uh, friend of Jesus Christ. Uh, we've been talking about Jesus for uh, maybe half a year now together. And uh, Larry uh, wanted to share his testimony. Larry wanted to get his um life and the story out there from Jesus and how he's um, affected him and how he's changed him too. Larry, I appreciate you meeting me in my truck because <laughs> no awesome. library would not accept <laughs> us. Uh, so we're, I apologize if you hear any uh, air vents blowing. I, I did my best to mitigate that. Uh, so please, with patience and kindness, forgive us. Uh, Larry, let, let's just start. What's your current job right now? What, what's your job title, rather? Well, like you just said, we uh, met, well, maybe we met a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, like you said, six months ago, we started talking, found out you were a Christian, and we just started talking about that a little bit. And it, that's what's led us here today. Uh, I'm a commercial account manager for Terminix. Bottom line is it's uh, really sales, and uh, I just love helping people, providing them solutions uh, with pest control, and uh, I'm glad we met. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, every time you and I talk, we try to hang up the phone, and it's about an hour of just us talking about Jesus and our little uh, opinions on everything going on within the church and the body. What's your current hobby? What do you enjoy doing, sir? I, I, I love cooking. Look at my hip, you can see I'm about 20 pounds overweight. I just attribute that to my age, no, no excuses, but I do love cooking and uh, all types of food and providing for my family that way. Uh, my wife is a good cook too, but she knows I enjoy it so much that I, ju I just love doing that, so that takes up a lot of my time. Uh, I love singing. Um, I sang in a men's quartet in college, traveled all over the country years and years ago. That was awesome, and uh, still enjoy singing today. In fact, uh, my son is kind of eventually taking over my singing responsibilities. He's turned into a really good singer, so I, get, I guess he gets it from his old man. Uh, I'm a board game enthusiast. I love playing board games. Uh, I love art. I'm pretty decent at art. Uh, in high school, I won a state competition in a pen and ink grasshopper believe it or not and here I am in pest control so <laughs> it's kind of kind of weird but um, all those years ago drew a pen and ink grasshopper and now so, you're drawing up paperwork to kill them <laughs> with pen and ink I thought that's pretty funny thinking about that but uh, those are my hobbies I uh, love going to church and, and all the ministries type stuff is like that as well so uh, I wouldn't consider that a hobby but I enjoy that which part of the body of Christ do you feel you are? Are you the pinky toe? Are you the, uh, the middle <laughs> finger sometimes? <No. laughs> 
guys refill those. I thought that was funny. A nose hair. No, sir. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not well, they're all important. They're all needed. Because <laughs> uh, I like to cook, I, I thought it'd be clever. I put the taste buds. Uh, taste buds. <laughs> you know, what a unique part of the body, but you know, that's just. I like prepare. I prepare a lot of meals for the people who are in need who go to our church, and, uh, and uh, again, I, I just it's just a passion of mine. If, What's your favorite part of like cooking? Like, a, what is there like a particular blend, like Italian or something you enjoy? Um, from where we live here in Texas, probably um, you know Mexican food, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I cook all types. I cook a mean lasagna, <laughs> uh, just all all types. Uh, I, I like trying different ethnic type, you know, different foods as well. So uh, Chinese, Japanese. What would be the strangest food that you've enjoyed? Strangest one, probably be a, a chitlins, which is a pig intestines. Oh, all right, and it was pretty good. Not to make you throw up. <laughs> but yeah, my uh, I, a guy in the quartet, he got me to try those. He's from Mississippi, and they ate. He goes, Larry, you ever try chitlins? And I go, being from Minnesota, I said, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> and he didn't tell me we had them, and then he explained these are pig intestines. Oh go, my gosh. They're, they're not bad. They stink to high heaven when you cook them, but uh, that's probably the weirdest thing over the years that, that, that I've cooked. So. I went to a Japanese restaurant the other day, and <laughs> they have on the sign, try me. And it was, they looked pretty good. They smelled like barbecue, and I was eating it, um, and I was like, what's in here? And, like, I break open another one, and it's, like, some pink skin, purple skin, Thing, and of course it's a tentacle <laughs> it's like of course they they are advertising this no one's wanted to buy and eat that stuff it wasn't bad but after i saw the tentacle i was like oh that's warming around in my body <laughs> yeah you gotta I try not to get too carried away okay. who is jesus christ to you larry yeah i read that and you can go so many places with that but uh the one that really i came up with most would be my day star and if you look that up uh, there's a song if you ever uh, I, I love music so there's a song called uh, day star look that up sometime it's, it's an awesome song but um, if you look that up it's a bright light that shines in the darkness just before the sunrise and uh, I just thought that's Christ you know he's my everything my king of kings you know I can always go to those but I just want to come up with something unique. Uh, he's awesome. He just rules my whole life. And uh, even though sometimes I'm, I can get disobe disobedient sometimes, uh, he still forgives me. And he's, I just love him to death. So he's my Daystar. How were you before you knew Daystar, Jesus Christ? I was going to add to, uh, you know, who's Jesus Christ to me. The other thing before I get to that. Uh, he knows my every every tiny detail in my day-to-day -day life. Uh, I can always count on him. Uh, he's there for me for every situation. Like in, in past years of my life, he's kept me out of, you know, car wrecks. Uh, I, I really believe that. So uh, what a what a day start. It's just, it's awesome. And then, and, and I'm sorry, what was your question again? Oh, it was... How were you before you knew Jesus? You know, I accepted Jesus when I was 12 years old. I'm 58. 
I'll be 59 this year. Um, so I didn't, uh, you know, being 12, I didn't, hadn't experienced much of life, very young age. So nothing really major happened in my life at that point, although we're all sinners, you know. I was a sinner at 12, and uh, I needed Christ to come into my heart. And it was uh, July of 1976 that I accepted him. I thought that was kind of neat. That's a bicentennial year, <laughs> 76. But uh, a neighborhood friend who was two years older than me had accepted Christ at a summer Bible camp. And uh, immediately he was on fire, started witnessing to me at, at that young age. And uh, uniquely, we were both we were both first the first ones in our individual families to become Christians. And, no kidding. Uh, so that that's kind of unique because my parents uh, didn't go to church. They'd go on Christmas and Easter. They were, they were they came from the Lutheran background. But you know, having a relationship with Jesus was the furthest thing from there. It wasn't. They didn't try to inbred it in us and, and raise us that way. So uh, that was kind of neat. I thought that we were the two sons were the first ones in the families to become saved. And then, um, are you the eldest? I'm the oldest. I have a, yeah. a younger brother. He's three and a half years younger than me. Uh, he's a believer. Uh, he knows the way. He's uh, he has some different <laughs> unique thoughts, but he. I've had a good chance to, to witness to him. Um, he, he knows, and he, he's there. He's, you'd have to meet him to know what I'm talking about, but I don't want to waste time on that. Well, I mean, what's incredible is how Christ has come into our lives and how that's so unique to each and every one of us, which is why part of this testimony gathering is the fact that we are all different parts of the body. We all look differently. There are the nose hairs of Christ. <laughs> there yeah. are the, uh, the hearts of Christ. There are the... Um, the chest or whatever the, the even the little cells right God has given us all these different talents and treasures and times and how he comes into you know us and how when we accept him and submit to him is all different so we'd yeah. love to interview your brother one day <laughs> yeah you know, he, he, I, I told him uh, he would like to talk to him he's he's awesome sweet he really is uh, he, he might even he might, might even give a testimony um, seriously he's he's a believer well, Larry's brother, if you're listening to this, I'm coming after you. <laughs> uh, let's see. You talked about your day. You were accepting. I've, and it sounded like leading up to the decision was your friend, and he became a believer and then sought you out. And uh, I, tr I, I totally recognize the difference. I, d I didn't know he went to Bible camp. You know, I, I didn't know. But, um, but then he came back. And so he was your best friend prior to uh, him becoming yeah, Christian. Yeah, he's, he's one of my one of my best friends. Yeah, we lived in, obviously in the same neighborhood and did did so much together. And then when he got back, he was a couple years older than me. He's fourteen. So mm -hmm. when he when he came back, he didn't. I don't think he said anything right away, but I noticed a difference. I don't know what that was. But I just noticed, and then he, that's how we started. To just a, a personality just a, change. Just total. Yeah. You know, he might before he cuss quite a bit or you know or whatever I just noticed some type of change you know he didn't do that as much and so we just started talking and started going to church and a couple weeks later I accepted Christ you know accepted Christ yeah. went down to the altar to accept Christ so, Sweet. so awesome. after you accepted Christ at 12 
how how have you been? How were you? Was there immediate changes in your life, like your friend that you felt? Yeah, there there was. Uh, I just you just it's hard to explain it. You just feel maybe just a ton of bricks lifted off. Yeah, it's just well, I'm I'm saved. You know, I didn't know much about it, but I, I did notice a difference. I was on fire. I, I even didn't know anything about the Bible really, um, but just started telling people about Christ. So on fire at, right at the beginning. Um, made such a difference and then uh, my family started attending church shortly after and my mom was the next one to get saved maybe a couple months later and that was awesome and then uh, we were working on my dad and, and brother little brother and then my dad became a Christian maybe <laughs> four or five months after that and, and then my brother so it was a whole family Man. family affair you might say but um yeah, I was on fire. Right I mean, that, that, Most people are when you when you man, you're, you're on fire. Uh, and being able to testify to your own family and for them to accept Jesus that is so what a blessing. That is lovely. And it, it you know I, I've been close to the Lord all these years. There's there's peaks and valleys. I mean, there's times when you know. I, still sin and I, I say that what I mean by that is uh, you know you stop you're not as excited you just take things for granted maybe uh, so you, you forget you don't read the word like you did when you're first saved or you don't pray like you should uh, it's not really sin but it, I call it that it, it, it is if you're a Christian it, it really is kind of because we're not here I mean we're here to the only reason we're here is to witness to people. That's really why the only reason we're here on earth, if you really think about it. And the only way people can become Christians is from word of mouth, you know, people witnessing to them. So I've talked to you even mm -hmm. a few days ago, or I've talked to you in the past. I don't, I don't want to dwell on it, but, but man, I wasted a lot of years. You know, I was doing the right things. Um, I wrote a couple things down. It was interesting. Yeah, I, I wrote this down. I thought this was important. In the, I call it the busyness of life. And that's not a bad thing, but and maybe it's a the devil does that to people on purpose. Just burns you with so many things you think are good. You know. Uh, yeah, I was going to church. But I was, uh, you know, providing a house for my family, had a good job, going to church, spending time with the family, doing all these things, and then it just crowds out your prayer life, your devotional times. And, uh, and it's so subtle, you don't even realize it until maybe maybe something happens to where maybe you start cussing or, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I know that sounds silly. I, I, it's not silly. I though. still can cut. Yeah. I can still cuss if I hit my thumb with a hammer. You know. No, and <laughs> and just because we're saved by Christ doesn't mean like all of a sudden like boom, like we sin no more, right? Christ compels us and orders us uh, by His commands to not sin anymore, but He knows we're going to sin again, and Satan is totally like that, where he's going to be subtle. He's the great deceiver, right? 
his kingdoms here on this earth for the time that God has allowed them to have it. Um, but Satan, during this time, has got to influence us. He's got to take people captive, blind us. And if you're a neutered Christian where you're not doing anything, he's like, all right, you're saved. I can't do anything about you. But as long as you're a docile puppy and you're just in your little corner yeah. playing with your toys, that's great for my kingdom. Beautiful, because, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. He, he wants you. He doesn't care if you go to Satan. Doesn't care if you go to church, and that, that's okay. One thing he doesn't want you to do is spread the good news, spread the gospel. Mm -mm. He doesn't want other people being saved. He doesn't want mature Christians. Yeah. He doesn't because that means you're going to be taking the fight to the enemy, like you are right now. So it's embarrassing, but I, I, approximately forty years, I what's the right word, kind of battled it or experienced this. And 40 years, isn't that, that's the same amount of time they walked through the uh, <laughs> the wilderness. Seriously, yeah. I, I thought of that right in the step down. I go, wow, wow. That's 40 days with uh, Jesus, you know, fasting. Yeah. And I thought that was, I go, I had never thought of that until it, I, you gave me the question. I started writing this down. I go, wow, that, wow, kind of crazy, but embarrassing, but, um, a couple of years ago, I got back on fire with Pastor. I don't even remember the title of the series of the sermons, but uh, really just smacked me right between the eyes. The Holy Spirit through his preaching. I felt like I was the only one in the room. And he's mentioning, you know, there's guys here that between the ages of 50, 55, whatever he said, and, and just other stuff. And it's just like, man, it's just, it's, the Holy Spirit just pounded on me through his preaching and, and, it, and I just wept and just re after that mm. rededicated my life to Christ and, uh, and just getting back on fire you know uh, not perfect and I'll never will be perfect but uh, just realize I just have the burden for such a burden for the lost and uh, I don't want people to go through don't catch it early don't waste so many years just be on fire all the time like we should be I was speaking with a pastor the other day, and um, I was uh, talking to him about, about uh, just like how there seems to be a lack of evangelism within the churches, and um, he's not my direct pastor, but this is a gentleman I, I see from time to time, um, and uh, he was saying, well, like, you know, it could cost you your job. Yeah. You know, you look at the apostles and what what real submission to Christ looks like, going out and I mean, of course, everyone has their different gifts, right? I mean, hence why there's different parts of the body to support the other parts. But the people who are the tip of the spear, they're also the ones getting tortured. They're the ones that are getting maimed and killed. Um, and it's like, as a Christian, you do a heart check. It's like, okay, where is God leading me? And am I willing? You know, am I willing to submit to the point of death for the sake of someone else? Someone who may never accept Christ. Am I willing to die like Christ on the cross for uh, an unrighteous person? Because I know that there is a better hope and a greater life for them that's eternal. And I think and uh, there, there's too often where we have a lot of reasonable excuses not to act upon God's conviction through the Holy Spirit on our heart. Yeah. Where it does neuter us and it does like, oh, well, I need to feed my family. Oh, you know, you look at the war in Afghanistan, you look at COVID, and a lot of the freedoms, people are so willing to give up, and then all of a sudden, 
it's like, okay, well, we're spaced apart. The enemy's trying to isolate to destroy us. And I think he does that within our own walk with Jesus. When Jesus calls us to do one thing, Satan wants us to do the other. Go to spread the gospel. We're all called to do that. And yet Satan wants us to just, you know, remain. And I think in God's timing, he knew for you, Larry, it was going to take 40 years. And you know, and that's for like my timing. I mean, you look at my website too, where it's like, okay, I even wrote an article like, oh, I'm getting back on the horse. And then six months later, here we are, (laughs) you know, and everyone experiences this spirit of fear. And yet God gave us a different spirit. So I appreciate you being brave and courageous. Yeah, it's just, uh, it, it, it's just interesting. We get so, this being Super Bowl uh, weekend, you know, you're going to have thousands of people cheering, just cr- being crazy for somebody throwing a ball to somebody and somebody catching it. And I, and I love sports, and and I'm, I'm guilty at times because, you know, I'll, I'll cheer like that, and I'll catch myself, I'll go, just my thought process, I go, man, how I need to get that excited about, you know, Christ or somebody mm-hmm. getting saved or, or in church, you know, we're, and I, for another time, I don't know why we get so, we're so timid, but uh, I appreciate people that, you know, that just leave that go and just worship so freely, and, and uh, I, I just love people that, that do that. I, I'm very, I mean, I'm getting better, but if that, you know, just not part of my testimony, but getting off the track. But, <laughs> but I just find that it's very interesting. Um, how come people, how come we're not like that more? You know, when being get, bold to get to, excited, just, right. man, there's nothing more exciting than somebody that gives their life to Christ. Man, I should be, yeah, yeah. you know, cheer like a, Sing a hallelujah. <laughs> football game, you know, it's just interesting. Well, to be bold, to have easy conversations like, hey, we could talk about sports all day, but then it's about Jesus. Um, yeah. my, well, my dad was telling me last night at our little Bible study, he was saying at his uh, work site up when we used to live in Washington State, and they said, hey, keep crazy to yourself about his Christian walk whenever he talked about um, his uh, relationship with Jesus. They wanted to just not hear it. They wanted to just keep it out of their lives. It's a taboo subject. I mean, I mean, the word says like, hey, people are gonna call good evil and evil good, yep. and th- those are the times we're in. And I think that is the other barrier yet again. Just it's so hard for us, in my opinion. Look, living in America, we forget how many people are tortured in other mm-hmm. people are being tortured in other countries for what you just said. Right. They might bring up Jesus or mention Jesus. So you do that in Turkey, or you know, you name a country, and you get tri- you get big trouble. So yeah. we, we haven't maybe who knows maybe that's why we just haven't experienced that trial. We haven't experienced that. We live in a yeah. free uh, so far. We live in a free country, and maybe that's why we're so that's so foreign to us. Well, the war there. in Ukraine and Russia, right? That's far away. Oh, ten thousand people died from an earthquake. Like, all right, sad tear. You know, oh, another army soldier died. Oh, that is sad. But you know, I'm I'm going to move on with my day. Yeah. I mean, we're we're disconnected, and, and it goes for Christians too. 
I mean, we, we talked quite a bit about this next question, how your walk currently is with them. It sounds like you're re-engaging on fire. Uh, I know we, we talked for a little bit. Is there anything else you would like to add with that? No, I think that, that really sums it up. It's uh, I just praise God uh, through pastors preaching, Holy Spirit, through my pastor, my coals were stirred again. Uh, they were warm. Stir them now. I got a flame again, so I praise God for that. He's infectious. Every time, like I said, we talk, all of a sudden it just reverberates. We we can't get yeah. off the phone. I tried, I think, four times yesterday. <laughs> we went from yeah. a 15-minute conversation to an hour. <laughs> so I, I know you're on fire again, Larry, awesome. and I appreciate it. Any trials or blessings that you'd like to share? And you're happy to decline, too. Um... Trials. Um, well, like I said earlier, just just so, and this is, I'm just burdened for the lost. Uh, maybe because of time so short. Maybe Jesus. We don't know when he's coming back, but uh, I just so, feel so burdened. Which is a, I get that's a good thing, but I just got to get busier and busier, and more on the ball to try to. Not me, but help Christ through me bring as many people to heaven as possible so that's just a big thing right now to me I've been concentrating on that for the last couple of years and, and uh, can even be more bold in my witnessing I appreciate you tell me these stories <laughs> you just you might be at a, at a customer and you're just you're just bold you're just outright that's what it seems like I haven't been with you but if you're talking to somebody, it's pretty awesome. So, no, I mean, it's not every time. And yeah. I, I like you, where it's like I always feel like, man, I should have done a better job. And you know, it, it's in God's timing. It's it's that conflict of like, oh, should I have said something then, or is that Satan trying to cast doubt and shame and embarrassment on me and put that spirit of fear back into me? And that that's always decisive, and that's where you have to take it to Christ. Like, okay, God. Um, it's like Daniel when he was in his older age, like, how can I serve you today? And that's just something we always have to ask ourselves and pray to God each day and spend time with him. You're never going to know Jesus unless you spend time with him. If you're married or have a girlfriend, boyfriend, like, how would you ever know your spouse? How would you ever know their intimate details, what their will is, what their likes, dislikes are, if you don't talk to them? If you don't spend time writing them letters or, you know, receiving their letters, right? And God's scripture is his word and it's unfallible. And I can tell you from both, I can probably speak for Larry too, that his word has never failed us. Um, his promises have always been true. And he is someone that knows you intimately. And he's just asking you to know him intimately. Amen. Absolutely. If you were to talk to someone about Jesus and if someone wanted to know him like you do what would you say to them and just don't fight it don't put it off uh, you, you feel the Holy Spirit pricking your heart um, just don't mess around with it uh, you know just, Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart let him in immediately don't, don't wait um, it'll be the best decision you ever make in your life
that's the most important decision you ever make. Larry, I really appreciate you sharing your testimony today, brother. Um, it is awesome. I, I can see it. I see it in your eyes, too. Uh, I see the 40 years and you looking back on that. Um, thank you so much for sharing it. And uh, Well, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, God bless you for listening. Thank you so much for your time again, Larry. Uh, we pray that your heart is convicted if you don't know Christ. And if you do know Christ, I hope you're emboldened to go out. You know, start your own interview website. Go talk to someone. Start collecting testimonies. Put your face out there. We have all these social media platforms now. I don't care if this website's successful. I mean, it's just about doing his mission, his will. And God will make his ministry successful. But be the part of the body that God called you to be. And be that voice, be that pinky toe. Thank you for listening to this testimony. We hope and pray that it was a blessing for you and your day. If you would like to hear more of these testimonies or read through some of Tyler's thoughts or Bible studies, please go to themoretruth.com. If you would like to support the website, please go to the support page on the website or visit givesendgo.com slash themoretruth. Thank you again and God bless.